0: I have um, Glenn. Say, hey, everybody. Say, hey, Pastor Glenn. And uh, so, there is. A, this leads to a ministry time, and I uh, want to ask you and to strongly pay attention and open your ears and your heart because of the nature of what uh, God's going to release today. Thank you. Jump in, buddy. All right.
1: Let's just give God praise, because that praise and worship was like, over the top it was just it was, hallelujah praise you Jesus you know if I had my way I would say pastor Roger get you a bottle of water and you got 15 minutes and we're going back to where we just left because that was that was totally awesome I want to tell a little personal story before I get into the message. Last summer, uh, my grandson was five years old and my wife was at work. Lacey was at work. So it was just me and my grandson at home. And I'm, outside, I'm out in the backyard doing something. I can't remember what I was doing. Wasn't it? It's not important. My grandson was standing in the back door. The back door was open. He was standing there. I said, Ryan, get your shoes on. I don't feel like cooking. We're going to Burger King. So, Ryan says, do you think the playground at Burger King will be open? I said, no. I said, it'll probably continue to stay closed until we get through this coronavirus thing. He said, well, when will it be over? I said, I don't know, and nobody knows, you know, when it's going to finally be over. He says, Google knows. He took off running through the house. Well, I'm, I'm still back, you know, I'm still doing what I'm doing in the backyard, and I hear his little pitter-patter feet going through the house. It gets quiet. Now, I hear his little pitter-patter feet come back to the back door. He says, Google says when the tentacles fall off the coronavirus, it'll be over. <laughs> the, the tentacles, uh, I, whatever it, however it grabs a hold or whatever. I said, oh, really? I said, did it give you a date when that was going to happen? No. But now he's six, and his wisdom has grown. Now, Google knows everything, but Siri now knows everything. <laughs> so, I want to start today, we're going to be in, uh, the title of my message is, The Good Samaritan Saves the Day. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to read through this, and we've, who hasn't heard the story of the Good Samaritan? I'm sure everybody here has probably heard about the Good Samaritan. All right, so I'm going to read it. It comes out as, How to Inherit Eternal Life. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is or what is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love your Lord, your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, the lawyer, and said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departing, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion So he went to him and bandaged his wound, poured on oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these Three, do you think was neighbor to the man who fell among the thieves? And he said, the lawyer said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Now I have heard this sermon, I can't tell you how many times I have heard it. And it's always been about being a good neighbor, being a good person to everybody in need, you know, take care of physical needs, be a good person. But the Lord gave me a revelation on this message, on this story, that wasn't that. So I said, okay. And, 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 I mean, the Holy Spirit would just, I mean, it would just click. And, I mean, things was fitting. It was, it was like putting a puzzle together, and the part, pieces was fitting. Everything was going together. So when I received this, this was in February. Okay, well, today's May. So it's been a while. So, I thought, okay, well, I want to research. I want to dig in. Pastor said, you know, he would like me to preach. I said, I got the perfect message, and I just gave him a brief summary. And he says, sounds great. So, okay, you know, I want to get my facts straight. So, what do I do? I follow my grandson's lead. I go to Google. It knows everything. So, I started asking questions, and I start seeing that, you know, one said, well, you know, that that's what the Good Samaritan's all about, you know, taking care of your neighbor. Blah blah blah. There's no hidden, deep, secret knowledge to be found. Um, and, and you know, and I'm i saying, oh my goodness, I made a mistake. I told Pastor one thing. I'm going to scratch this whole idea, and go somewhere else. And I want to tell him. And I mean, I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get worked up. And it was like God said, take a breath, calm down a minute. So I took a breath, calmed down. He says, you know me. Am I only concerned with the physical body? I said, no, you're concerned with the physical body. You're concerned with the spiritual body. You're concerned with mind, will, motion. You're you're concerned with the whole man. Then why are you worrying? And then he popped into my head another thing that Pastor Roger has been telling me. That every scripture points to Jesus. There ain't a bit of scripture here that don't point to Jesus. So with those two bullets in my gun, I said, I'm I'm going for it. (laughs) That's all I needed. I didn't care what Google said. I didn't care what anybody said. God said he's concerned with everything. The whole body, just not the physical body. And let's look, because I think a lot of times we forget the question that was asked. The question was asked, how do I inherit eternal life? And if you read this story, you could come out and say, well, it's works that get you there. It's being a nice person that gets you there. You know, no, hey, what gets you there. That don't work. That's not what gets you there. So let's dig into this story a little deeper. I'm going to take section by section by section and we're going to break it down, and we're going to see what Jesus meant. We're going to, or what I, I really strongly personally believe Jesus meant. So, let's go to, uh, we're going to start with Luke ten thirty. Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothes, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. That's where we're going to start. Jesus said a certain man. So that tells me this is a man that existed. It wasn't a fairy tale man, it was a real man. And he had somebody in mind. You know, he didn't have Gary, Bob, Ed, Ted. He had one certain man in mind that this story was all about. So I'm going to ask you the question of. Who do we know in the Scriptures that was stripped and then was left half dead? Yes, he was, but we need to go a little bit further back. Who do we know that was stripped and left for half dead? Adam. What did did he say to Jesus? Or what did he say to God when God was walking? Adam, where are you? We hid ourselves because we was naked. That means he was clothed at one time. Wasn't Adam left half dead when he sinned? His physical body still lived, but his spiritual body died. So what was he clothed with? He had to have something. You know, the Jewish people always represent clothing with, a, with, with something. Like, I believe he was clothed with a robe of righteousness. I believe he had the garment of praise, and he had the tunic of authority. So, why would the devil want his clothes? He he, he didn't want the robe of righteousness. He didn't want the garment of praise. He wanted the tunic of authority, because Adam had authority of all the earth. That's what he wanted. He wanted that tunic that's what he took he tore the others up so the road from jerusalem to jericho is a 17 mile long road it's called the bloody way because there's lots of caves lots of twists lots of turns a lot of places for robbers to hide to jump out to rob you all right so let's let's go a little bit further Let's go into uh, 1031. Then by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Okay, I want to stop there for a minute. You know, I've heard a lot of different, you know, well, they, they, was, they felt that they was maybe too good to get involved they may have thought, well, this may be a trap. This guy may be laying there, acted like he's been robbed, but when we take our attention to him, then they're going to jump out and attack us. I want to look at this in a different way. I want to look at it as the priest representing religion came by, looked at the man, or I want to change a word, he looked at humanity, and says, "I have nothing for that. I have nothing that I can fix that with." So he went on his uh, so he went on his way. The Levite represents the law. He went by, looked at the man, looked at humanity, and says, "I ha- I have nothing that can help this man. I have nothing that can help humanity." I have nothing that can get this man out of this place that he is in. So, he went on. So, that brings us to the Samaritan. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So, he went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured on the wine, or oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to the inn and took care of him. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Now, what's so special about this Samaritan that this Samaritan had something that the religious guy didn't have? This Samaritan had something that the law didn't have? Who could be this certain Samaritan? This certain Samaritan is a real life person, this somebody Jesus has in mind so who could it be who could it be well let's look to see what a samaritan is a samaritan is somebodys that their mom is jewish but their dad is something else so who do we know that his mama was jewish but his dad was something else That's right, it was Jesus. See, Jesus came. He saw the fate or the seriousness of the human race. He says, I got what it takes to fix it. I'm the only one that has the ability to fix it. So what's he do? He pours on the oil and the wine. Now, in the physical body, the oil soothes the wound. The wine disinfects. Now, we look at it in the spiritual aspect. What's the oil represent? The anointing, the Holy Spirit that oozes, or that oozes, sorry, that soothes your pains. You ever been in a trauma? You ever had a bad situation happen to you? It may have been 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But there's a certain trigger that when this happens, that pain rushes back just like it happened yesterday. See, that's what that oil is for. That's what the Holy Spirit's for to ease that pain. The wine, what's the wine represent? The cleansing, the blood of Jesus that cleanses you that justifies you. That's what this man was looking for. He was looking for justification. The blood justifies. the blood cleanses. So what's, so, what's Jesus do? Not, and not only he binds his wounds, he takes care of the guy. Let's see what Jesus does next. On the next day when he departed, he took two, out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which, so which of these three do you think was neighbor to the, him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Okay, so let's dig a little deeper. He took him to an end, a place of comfort. What would you call an inn, innkeeper, or comforter. So, he takes humanity to the comfort, to the Holy Spirit, and says, Holy Spirit, you take care of humanity until I come back. You watch over them, you take care of them. If they bump themselves again, if they cut themselves again, You heal them. You take care of them. Let's make it a little more personal. He said, You take care of my brother till I come back. You look after him till I come back. So, the last thing Jesus said to the lawyer. Go and do likewise. So today, we are going to go and do likewise. We are going to follow Jesus' example. You know, I just mentioned if, if you've been into a trauma or if you had something happen to you, and Jesus is here today to heal that. Jesus wants to heal that. If you have physical issues, back, arm, leg, whatever, he's here to heal you today. If you have emotional, mental scars and wounds, he's here today to heal those areas in your life. I encourage all. You know, there, when, when Pastor Roger was doing praise and worship, he, you know, he, the healing was released. You may have received it right then and there. But I'm asking you, engage your faith. As an act of active faith, get up out of it. You know, when we uh, dismiss, come to the front and say, you know, I was dealing with this. But during praise and worship, Jesus healed me. And I want to make that declaration. And we will agree with you in prayer. We're going to have oil to represent the Holy Spirit. So if you feel that I need to be anointed, I need the Holy Spirit's help. We're going to also have grapes up here. Grapes represent the juice or the wine. If you say, I need cleansing, you know, this thing that happened to me makes me feel dirty, makes me feel unworthy. We're going to apply the blood of Jesus to cleanse, to purify, to justify you in that area. Because see, Jesus is all about the whole person, physical, mental, spiritual, the whole nine yards.
0: Let's stand together for a minute. Hallelujah. You know what I think? I I believe uh, the Lord initiated something, as He said a little earlier, and um, I think the Lord just told me something. Um, how many of you know that there's going to be a complete work? A complete work. We're not. We're just. We're not saying we're going to uh, get disappointed, like do something right now and if it doesn't it's not complete we're going to quit Jesus said when I come back will I find faith in the earth he's talking about persistence he's talking about people that won't give up remember we talked about that dog that pit bull that grabs a hold that dream bone what's the dream bone in your heart it's the complete healing that God has for me the tenacity to lay hold of it but it's not but here's the thing you're laying hold of Jesus' is sweet word to you. You're not trying to work something up. He's made a promise to you. Let's worship him. Thank
1: you. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus.
0: It's his promise. He came. He came. He came. Let's go. Guys, just pray in the spirit. Would you do that? Just pray in the spirit. <sighs> Here's here's the other thing I feel like the Lord's really, really doing. He's breaking discouragement. He's breaking discouragement. When you have gone for a season and you don't feel like you're getting it where you need to go, which right now, when I said that, if that's you, just lift your head. Just lift your head to the Lord. The anointing breaks the yoke. And there's such a thing as a yoke of discouragement. A yoke that discourages. Yeah, let let this, when a nice move, come on. Receive that, 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 receive that. that. The Lord says, it's like a beautiful spirit lifting the weight of discouragement, harassment, distress, lifting off. The Lord says, my anointing is lifting. Let the troubles The troubles that have accumulated up on your mind. Let them be be lift off now. Let, Let his ointment come and break it right now. Let it come break it. Discouragement, distress, lifting off of you right now. Right now. Right now. Say, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord. I receive your anointing to break the yoke of discouragement off of me. Praise you, Jesus. I reject it. I reject it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We all start start with different different places, different uh, starting points where we begin to to grow into a place where we believe and can receive from the Lord. But the Lord, the the most important thing, always be the most important thing to me, always is the depth of His love. The Father's love expressed through Jesus, the depth of His love is healing in itself. It's complete healing in itself. When you know that God loves you through and through, things change inside of you. His His power is literally an expression of His love coming in you. His power is not here to knock you around and stuff like that. His power is to love you, to affirm you, to bless you, to fill you, to cause uh, there's uh, aches and pains. I don't know who it is but they're leaving you right now. Love is taking it out. Stuff that used to hurt. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Just receive. Say, it's me. It's me. Everybody's got something. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Let's lift our hearts. Lift our hearts. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Let's bless him. Praise you, Jesus. Reach to him. Reach to him. There's no special magical thing. It's him. It's him. Reach your heart to him. Jesus loves you. He loves you so much he went to the cross and took all of your sin and all of your sickness and broke the power of it in Jesus' name. He broke it, he releases his healing power into our physical bodies and into our spiritual bodies. When he let the guy down, when the when the four friends let him down, Jesus looked at him and said, what's this easier to say? You rise up and take your bed and walk or your sins are forgiven? This man needed his sins forgiven. And many, many times, many, many times, your physical healing can come on the basis of forgiveness of sins. How many of you have had a healing come to your heart because of the forgiveness of sins? And next thing you know, I remember when I got a lot of forgiveness flowing through me to people that hurt me and I did a lot of that, my immune system got better and I quit getting the flu every year. It just increased. It's just a natural gifting of the Lord to increase the blessing. Hallelujah. Now, uh, there's a... Let a confidence come in your spirit now, just a confidence that the Lord is for you. It says, if, if, the, if the Lord be for you, who can be against you? Um, there are some of you, I wanna say, you felt like you were bullied. Jesus entered the ring. He entered the ring where you were being beaten up and now he's come into that conflict He's come to be your champion. He's come to be your healer. He's come to be to release that power of his confidence in you that that's what you haven't had. You haven't had the confidence that the Lord is here for you. Receive it, would you receive that? That's the first step, receive it, receive. The Lord is here, he's getting in the ring to do your battle for you. You're not left to do it on your own. How many of you need that? The Lord is not leaving you to try to reach out and do something, pull something off. He's stepping into your ring and doing your fight for you. Jesus did the, look, the gospel's not about getting God to do something. It's about receiving what he's already done, receiving the victories that he's already done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now faith is rising. So when you talk about the complete victories of Jesus, faith begins to prompt up in the heart. It begins to rise. And the miracles are like low-hanging fruit. You just grab them. You just grab a hold of them. It's not like you got to jump way up in the tree. When faith is there, the, the tree says, Here you go, and drops it right down, and you pick it and receive it. Let's praise the Lord here. Hallelujah. Surely, but praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. There's more happening in the room just of assurance a sense of assurance and confidence rising up in the heart there are some of you that have said that happens for other people but not for me and that's a lie that is a demonic trap it's a demonic trap other people but not me that's a lie of the devil himself that thing comes down today you're included the blood was spilt for you you got we're going to come down you're going to receive a grape in your hand the blood's for you the blood's for you. Let's praise him now. Just stand here and praise him. I receive this. I receive these exhortations. I receive faith being planted in my spirit. I receive help coming to me. I receive healing into my soul. I receive the grace of Jesus into my life. I receive it into my emotions. I receive it into my heart. I receive it into my body. I receive you, Lord. I receive you, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. There may be one or two of you, somebody pops up in your mind and you need to forgive them. Go ahead and do it, release the power and we're gonna come down and for for that, I wanna invite everybody at some point, if you can do it, if you can come and kneel at this place I really want to be led just simply. I don't want people just coming down here and it not be meaningful. I want the Holy Spirit to partner with us in each thing. How many of you have a sense of confidence rising in your spirit right now? Anybody else? Anybody else? A few? Okay, praise you, Lord. Let's just praise him a little bit more. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus praise you Lord Jesus praise you Jesus as we as we shift right now and uh, you can take off you can go or we're going to come down and have some time of ministry and also we're going to begin a new thing on Thursdays but I want you to know that we're going to minister to you down here we're going to apply the oil the soothing comfort of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to give you a grape, which is for the cleansing. And when you receive that, we want you to apply your faith and say, Lord, I thank you for the complete forgiveness and healing of my soul. Amen. Amen. Come forward. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.